Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, hey. You're tuned in to Front Porch Sex Talk with Monica Lee, where we talk about all things sex, relationships, intimacy, sex, love, and hey, more sex. Because, honey, around here, it ain't your mama's talk. Hello, darlings, and happy hump day. We're humping on Wednesdays, as always. With Monica Lee on Front Porch Sex Talk. I hope all of you are having an amazing, and I'm doing the whole arm gestures, amazing, absolutely amazing, fabulous week so far. It is Wednesday, July the 26th, middle of summer. And and y'all know I'm just not a summer girl, just not a summer girl, but I'm actually enjoying this this summer because it's, it's hot, it's humid, but it's been so exciting and so busy with Front Porch Sex Talk that it's making the summer fly by, and it's bringing September closer to me, because y- y'all know me, I'm getting closer to Depeche Mode, and I'm hoping one day Dave Gone actually sits on my show with me, and we talk about love and sex and all those relationship goals one day. <laughs> So tonight, I am super excited because I have one of the most amazing people in the world. She is this firecracker that is not only beautiful, but talented and sexy and just brave and courageous. And I'm very glad that my path crossed hers. She is the best-selling author of The Divorced Mom's Guide to Dating, How to Be Loved, Adored, and Cherished. And I've known, how long have I known you now, May? Probably about five years now. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. So I, I did one of your shows, what was it, Sex, Lies, and Consciousness? Yes, oh, thank you for remembering that. Yes. I love that show. Yes. <laughs> we did that. Oh, 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 it's been a while because I was still in my uh, other other life. And uh, I remember we had Godfrey on there as well. Godfrey was oh, on there. Oh, yes. <laughs> so that's Godfrey the Dom, the Dom from Canada. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's just delicious, too. I love I loved Godfrey. He is such an amazing an amazing soul. So I have May with me tonight, and she also you do the hot life and just so much. Hot I love. Want <laughs> yes, I, I want everybody to know who you are, what you do, and where you're going, what you where, where you're at. You know what color underwear you're wearing. You know the whole nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not tonight there. is not the time to be shy because you know it's like a here so um we, we are finally united again i'm so excited oh my gosh i miss you so much and i oh, i no. loved oh. having you on on the old radio show that i used to do on block talk radio I, I don't do that anymore so don't look for it but um i do do a different show called bold brave women and that's we'll talk about that later but first i have to just tell you that well first i have to answer the question you know i wear victoria's secret underwear um no not victoria the pink one my daughter (laughs) showed me these non-panty line pink victoria's uh pink pink underwear yeah i love those so that's what i wear (laughs) i i love those i love those and actually if you're going to be telling yours i'll tell you mine mine are actually black ladies fredericks of hollywood crotchless 
Yeah, because I can. Well, There's, see, now you still have to go and top me. I'm, like, super practical when it comes to my underwear. You know, I don't even well, like the song know, thing, even though, you know. You know I, always, <laughs> I always say wear fabulous underwear, even if nobody's going to see them. And every night, I mean, and for the most part, I am the very, you know, uh, even I'll, I'll even wear the Target brand of the, I don't even know what brand it is, but it's the, they're the no panty lines ones, and they're four for 20, so I love it. But on Wednesday yeah, night, yeah, yeah. I wear the special ones because I like to feel extra sexy on my show. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say that when 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 your intro of the show come on, I I was starting to get a little wet down there. I'm like, oh man, this girl, she's just so sultry. You can turn it on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have actually had women. <laughs> women message me when I'm doing shows and they're like, I don't know if my nipples should be this hard listening to you. I was just going to say my nipples got hard and my, you know, (laughs) down there got a little, you know, moist. (laughs) And then the whole hump day, we're humping all night long. I'm like, oh, (laughs) yes. She's so smart. Oh my God, I'm so glad you're here with me. It's been forever and it feels great to be reunited. What is that song, Peaches and Herb, reunited and it feels so good? (laughs) So good, that's right. (laughs) So tell me, darling, where are you? Well, I, um, well, since, since we last convened, you know, five years ago, I really wanted to dive into being a, a sex advocate. But what I found was a lot of women wanted so much to have their sex life, but they couldn't just dive right in. They they needed to heal. And and my message, even though it was so wholesome at that time, and just like what you're doing here, I'm so glad you're doing this. I'm like, Jack, you're it. You you take the ball. You know, run, sister, and I'm right there with you with the water bottle squirting, you know, over you. <laughs> Oh, wait, that's a different scene. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, so back to us. Focus, focus. But what I, what I learned is that, is that a lot of women married or single or divorced, you know, on the outside they look like going well, but on the inside they're really hurting uh, when it comes to relationship, and they couldn't really reveal that. And so I tamed myself down and and started a movement called the Bold Brave Woman Movement to just invite strong, independent women to come in and start telling me their beautiful stories. And then from there, you know, I enticed them into perhaps consider having a hotter life with hot love, you know, like maybe that is possible. I do know how to help you get there. And so that's what I've been doing for the last four years is really crafting my work. And, and, and that's what you see in the Divorce Moms Guide to Dating, really just finding ways to help women heal themselves and not be so angry, tired, and alone so that they can actually start to open up to more pleasure, more to love, first of all, and then to be supported, and then and then more pleasure and more sex, and then I send them to you. <laughs> exactly. You know, because it, we do. I can tell you all day and all night how to have those amazing orgasms, but if you've got healing to do, it's not going to even touch what you are capable of feeling. So I Exactly. I, and women just go, la, 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 don't talk to me about that because it brings up so much hurt for them. And it's exactly. almost like it makes them matter because now they feel really out there and isolated. So that's why I kind of tone down my work and, and really, you know, approach them in such a way that they could proudly come to me and then finally when they have a private space and they can open themselves up then they can say you know the truth is I've been hurting around relationship or even around sex and around men for a long time and I don't know what to do and I don't want to be alone for the rest of my life can you help me that's when they can open up exactly because you know you have to heal that goddess within and you have to definitely heal the warrior 
so I, you know, when I'm teaching, I'm, I'm trying to get them, you know, to, you know, with Tantra, go deep into uh, that, that Kundalini energy and heal it and help it release and help them channel it. Because until then, you're just going to keep laying there having sex. And it's superficial. <laughs> it's just. It's just sex. It's just put the penis in the vagina, put the loved one in the Fourth of July, and and right. there's nothing else. There's no, oh my God, I'm clawing your back, pulling the sheets off, you know, on this high of. It's almost like you're in this tantric meditation, and on this drug that can't be explained because it's that kundalini energy that's awakened. And and so yeah, you have to have those foundations of healing going on. So bless you, my child, for bringing forth these bold, brave women and helping them. And I'm thank actually part. Thank you for page. the blessing. And yeah, I yeah, see all yeah. of these women, and I read. There are times when I'm sitting in meetings, and I'm on a WebEx or something, and I should, probably shouldn't have said that, but anyway, whatever. And so I'm, I'll see the notifications come up, and I'm reading these stories, and tears are just flowing down my eyes from some of these stories. And um, I, I'm like, wow, it, it's a blessing to know these women and that I, I've seen part of their story. Because to just yeah. see them at the store at the market, you never know or out and about, you, you don't know. And even you, my dear, you, you are such a bold and brave, beautiful soul. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm my hands, I'm doing the hand gestures. I'm bowing down to you because you are, you truly are an inspiration. And I, when I was on your show, I was like, I want to grow up and be like her one day. Oh, uh, because thank who you else so much. Like, You're so kind. I did two shows with you. I did one with yeah. uh, Trish from um, Australia. I, I fell in love. Oh, I was right. like totally turned yeah. on the whole yeah. time by her, by her accent. <laughs> and she was telling me, she goes, I love your accent. I'm like, I love everybody's accent. Everybody's just so beautiful here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, but, um, so I, if I may turn, turn the table a little bit, because there's a question that, that begs to be asked, which is how did you start your healing of your own sexuality or your own goddess, as you call her? I was when did an, when did that happen? When did that start? I was basically what you call an in the closet goddess. <laughs> mm. Because one, how, my 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 upbringing. Two, mm-hmm. when I was three, I could see dead people. I could wow. I could see people's energy. I was you know as I I realized then I was a psychic medium at three years old. I was seeing spirits. But I will never forget, I was five years old, and don't ask me how I know I was five, but I know that I was five because of the timeline Mm -hmm. and what was going on in my life. And I knew, I started having these visions and these dreams of women taking care of men in these temples. And who at five years old knows about that stuff? And so I would have these very vivid, vivid dreams, and I could walk around and, and feel people's energy and I could know that the neighbors across the street, they were having issues. And I, I just kind of, it was overwhelming for me. Mm. So from five till about 12, I, I the same vision, the same dream. And they were more powerful, more frequent. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I, I shouldn't be having this. So, I take myself to confession because I grew up Catholic. Because no, I was like, this is, something, this is something that I shouldn't be knowing and shouldn't be doing. And I would take myself to confession and be on my hands and knees praying and asking God for forgiveness for the things that I know, for the things that I'm mm. seeing. Because it was a double whammy, a psychic medium and, you know, this sexual goddess in the making. And so wow. I started dating a boy and got married and we were together almost we were married 15 years and together for 20. So I had the, the stigma of 
shame, uh, sex is bad and it's sinful and you shouldn't think about it and you only have it to get pregnant and don't eat pickles because if you eat pickles, you're going to get pregnant. So, you know, I was just all fucked up. <laughs> you and me both, <laughs> So, you know, I started dating a boy who was very sexual and we were now 15 and 16 and 16 and 17 and he was very jealous and everything else. So I could not even express to him the things that I knew or the feelings that I had. So it just kept getting more and more repressed. But this, of course, is before the time of the Internet and Google and everything else. So I would spend hours in a library because I could. it was as if the word Tantra just hung over my mm. head. So, you know, I I just dove right into it and. At times, it was an abusive relationship, and once I left, I was 32 years old. I dove head, you know, head first into Tantra, learning it and embracing it, being one with it, um, studying it, traveling, you know, to find teachers for it, and I finally found someone that I could call my fairy goddess, and I trained with mm. her. And became, got my, you know, certified. She goes, honey, you don't need a piece of paper. You've been doing this in so many past lives. You are the goddess of the goddesses. So. Wow. I I had a reading one time and he said the same thing. He said, the goddesses stand behind you. So Mm. I, my first, oh, goodness gracious. Because I couldn't talk about what I liked or what I wanted. But I will never forget the very first time I had sex post-marriage. Because I had only been with one man for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, and and this man, oh, sweet baby Jesus, wrapped in his little bitty blanket. He didn't even know he was my healer. But he mm. allowed me to be expressive and say really and truly what I wanted. And let mm. go of not feel like I have a pillow over my head and yeah. stifled emotions and stifled fantasies or what it just came out ever. And at that point I was like, I'm free. Good God almighty. I am free. And I haven't looked back. Oh, wow. It's so it, it, it happened it, around 30 something then. I was 33, 33. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't get there until I was 39 actually. I was I very similar to you. I grew up Catholic. Well, I was not a goddess in in the closet. I was a very human plain Jane, you know, scared little girl born in Vietnam and and um and immigrated into the country when I was 12. So it was not a fun time for me at all. And I just worked hard and I put my head down and I got myself an engineering degree. And, you know, just I thought that if I could just work hard enough and and be a good enough woman to the world, I would then be loved and I would have the money and the success that would just happen to me. But all I got was more work. <laughs> and nobody ever asked me out because I was just this, you know, uh, like very sturdy, reliable, what I call the peasant woman. And I wasn't, I didn't know how to work with my sensuality. I didn't know how to work with my voice or my boobs or anything. So I pretty much was kind of hoping that that I would skip past my whole sexuality in this lifetime. Uh, nice. So I, I married a really nice guy and we bought a house together. We were good to each other, but we were not passionate with each other. And after 18 years and a daughter and a house, we just became really flat. Like there was nothing left between us. And yeah. so, um, so when I turned 39, suddenly this, 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 Thing, this voice, this being inside me that just came out and said, you know, wake up. I, I want you to put on a sex party for your birthday and, and celebrate. And, and I was like freaking out. Like, no, 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 what is that? I didn't know what any of that was. I, um, but 
I pulled together this amazing party for 12 people, and that just allowed my sexuality came out. And and like you said, you know, I never looked back since. And it's amazing. It's almost like this when you have that amazing orgasm, it's just so warm, and you just feel it release from your body. To me, that's how when you very first have that sexual awakening, it's warm, it's juicy, it's wet, it's wonderful, it feels so fucking good. And I, I try to explain it to women, and they're like, I don't even, that have never had an orgasm before. And I work yeah. with a lot of women who go their entire lives without feeling, knowing, even getting close to an orgasm. They got children, so they haven't said. Yeah. But they're not having orgasms. Yeah, it's well, superficial. It's what I, I, I call like superficial to... penis in the vagina. Yeah, um, you call it superficial. I call it performance sex. You know, like I'm performing for you, you're performing for me, and nobody's really, really in touch and not really in pleasure. It just let's get it. Let's. I do it to please you, kind of thing. Yeah, and and when you when you awaken that sexual energy. I, you know, I, <laughs> I, when I'm that in tune to my lover, it's the sound mm-hmm. of his voice uh, just on the other end of the phone that has me in a constant state of arousal. It's, you know, knowing he left that morning and we had just had relations and I can still feel him inside of me, <laughs> you know, or before he even, I, as he's kissing me, I'm already having this orgasm or just the tip of mm. his, you know, his lingam, his loved one, his cock, his sparkler fixing to go inside and I'm already like shuddering with that energy because I'm so open to him and to the universe and I've been you know that kundalini energy is flowing and it and and a lot of people are like oh my god all you talk about is sex (laughs) well yes I do because it's important but it's there's many different ways to transfer and to channel that that sexual energy, I channel it into my work, into my other well, big girl job, you know, into if, my if radio could, show, into my write, my writing, everything. If I could jump in here and, and lay lay a, a context that, that I've been playing with for myself to understand, because, like, you, you have this amazing goddess energy that you can explain sexuality in such a luscious yummy juicy way and it just I'm just like flowing with you and at the same time I I'm I'm more practical I'm down to earth I I I I couldn't get there until until I figure out this this structure of thinking so that my my head can come along and then would allow my body to guide me, okay. So, so mm-hmm. when I hear you talk, and 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 I, I talked a lot about these three, this concept in my book, the Divorce Mom's Guide to Dating, and I uh-huh. put the three Ps. That there are three parts inside us that that us women we don't know about, and most of the time we're governed by only one part, which is the peasant part of us, the peasant, you know, like hardworking, work out right. in the field, peasant woman, and. You know, she goes to work, she keeps a full-time job, she pays a bill, she takes care of the children, she takes care of some man, she takes care of the house, she's responsible, she runs to see her parents and all these things. And then she's loaded with heavy heaviness and responsibilities. And for her, sex is a nuisance. Sex is, is just another thing to do. And, you know, and if she's going to have sex, then let's hurry up and get it done so that she can get back to the dishes. Right. Makes sense. I know. Or either she's even thinking about it while she's having sex, you know. <laughs> right. And and she gets really annoyed actually with a lot of sex talks, with a lot of ooshy gooey and all this, you know. I mean, I can hear my man talking. She's like, get the shit out of here, you know. My man is a jerk. I'm just trying to put up with him or whatever. Or oh my God, here's, here he comes and he wants sex for me again. So she again. sees everything as as taking away from her. I have to work on this or, or I've got to put it in my long list of things to do. And it's very painful for her when she's confronted with her lack of sex and her, and her, and her inability to just surrender and, and fall apart and open up and, 
like what like what you're talking about. So I hope that this is helping, you know, the listeners out there. It's like I hope that you're getting this and, and it can speak to you. It's like I get you, sister, because I'm there a lot of times. I'm very practical and down-to-earth kind of woman. But there are two other parts inside us that could really help us access what you're leading us to. I love how you be in the world, Monica, because you really do – you're like Marilyn Monroe. You know, just like the reason why we love her so much is that she holds that symbol of what's possible for us. And you hold that symbol of what's possible for us women where when we can – balance, you know, the hardcore 8, 10, 12 hours day work and then still come home and talk about hump day and humping all the time. You know, it's like, it's like oh, how do we You remember it. Like, I love Marilyn. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're so her. It's like, it's like a, a, it actually wasn't a memory. It's actually, it's what just came through to me. It's like, oh, that's that's who you are in the embodiment of, of her, you know. I feel like I, I embody Margaret Thatcher or, or the, the woman play that character, Judy Dench, you know. <laughs> oh, gosh. And, you know, playing M on, on, on James Bond. <laughs> before you continue, though, every time, you know, with me, I always have this vision of people. And, I, and although, you know... I see your pictures and whatever. There was a picture that you posted. I want to say it wasn't Sex, Lies, and Consciousness, where you were free. You were naked. Your back's out. I was like, oh, my gosh. That mm. is just amazing. Do you remember that picture? That was just. Yeah. And it so took me a lot, a lot to, to find her, you know. And so, so that's where, that's where the, 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 the other two parts of me, that's that when you met me was about three years after I discovered my other two parts of me. And the, the, the second part is this part of me that, and all women have this, there's a part of us that really knows how to, that really knows our birthright, our birthright to, to be pleasure, to be loved, adored, and cherished, to, to, um, to lounge and eat great, you know, and, and who we are, whatever shape we are, however we look, um, exactly the way we are is deserving of love and of worship and, 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 you know, just to be satiated and adored. And most of the time the peasant doesn't think that way because she doesn't have her this part is what I call the princess part. You know, it's like there's this beautiful princess that comes in and could take the peasant's hand and say, come this way, honey. Let me show you who we really are so that you can surrender and let men, let women, let life love you. And so yeah. we're out of touch with that part. Yeah. Right? Life and we don't, you know, I say life happens and we don't. So, you know, sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to do that. No, we don't. And then a lot of times, because we squish, we push away these two parts, we actually come down with illnesses. There's a lot of women nowadays have autoimmune system illnesses, and it's like an illness that nobody knows why it's happening. And I really truly believe that it's because the peasant, the peasant is so hardcore, hard at work, pushing too hard, and she's not letting her princess and her third piece, which is her priestess to come out to guide her life so she's alone and and pushing herself to the point of breaking i love it does that relate? I love, yeah can i you, love that can you think of that time when you were so sick like weren't you just all in peasant mode and there wasn't enough princess and priestess mode and if you did there was a lot of shame and confusion and and all this stuff and so it was really hardcore on the peasant and so she she just like I can't do it anymore I am I am expired my body shut down December yeah. the 4th 2014 I collapsed at my endocrinologist office and yeah. I my body, they were, they didn't know if I was going to make it because my liver, my, every, my body was shutting down because the peasant, like, like you say, the yes. peasant was in full force trying to mm-hmm. run this kind of life and this kind of life and was in the middle of a broken marriage and trying to fix that mm-hmm. and still work corporate America and still maintain all of this. And 
that was like, okay, Monica, it was my wake up call. You've got to stop. And so yeah. my pet collapsed, my priestess collapsed, and the priestess, like the phoenix, rose because I refused to let this take me down. And yes. I actually, have, I have uh, an autoimmune disease. It took, listen, it took 20 years to figure it out because it took me 20 years to figure out that um, the the first marriage, I, I was always the peasant. I lost mm-hmm. the feminine. I was more in my masculine and I was falling into that same pattern in my second marriage. So now I I can say, I, you know, listening to what you said, I can totally relate. Yeah. And so, so the, this priestess part of you is so powerful. She's like, no, step aside, Miss Peasant. I need to take charge. And now you're unleashing your work into the world. People are recognizing you. You can feel the energy behind this show and, and the meaning and all of that. You know, like you're reaching thousands and tens of thousands and soon millions of people out there with your voice and your essence. That's the powerful priestess work and you're super generous and loving and easy about it so the princess is right there you know making it easy for you and then the peasant just have to show up put on a headset and start talking it's easy peasy for us i love this absolutely love this oh i I mean my my eyes are literally like welling up with tears because there's so much truth to that and women oh we get we get shamed if we even say that we want to embrace our sexuality. We get shamed if we don't work enough. We get shamed if we work too hard. And we aren't allowed to find that balance. No. And, and or they, even they let our sexuality off. lead it. Yeah. Well, you know, like, I think it, we keep forgetting this, which is at first and foremost, we are a sexual being. Exactly. At first and foremost. But we forget that. We put that aside and we think mom, our mommy part comes first or our, our workabee part comes first or our practical part comes first. It's like, no, it's actually, you know, so the three Ps, these three parts of us have to integrate so that way the practicality gets done, but it's done from the, mo- the nicest and gentlest and most joyous way possible. And the powerful part of us, you know, our priestess that guides us and keeps us safe in the world, she's got to get a say in here so that she can lead the way. And when we allow that integration to happen and let the princess and the priestess lead the peasant, Everything gets so much more magical and powerful, and you're just sitting there going, "How did this happen for me? How did that happen? Wow, I never could think that this could possibly happen for me exactly exactly i yeah and it's not easy <laughs> so i wanted I wanted to also talk about you know how earlier on the, before we got on the show and you said, you know it's hard for you to find a man that could really like meet you right." <laughs> Yes, I yeah. Well, because it requires a man who can understand the three Ps. And right now, honey, you're so in your priestess work. You live according to your priestess guidance and your luscious princess. Together, they make this goddess part of you that you refer to, right? So they, this part of you are, are leading. So a man has to understand that and not try to push you back into the peasant box. So there are lots of men who love to pick up a woman and then bring her into the peasant mode because it's safer. But oh, to yeah. worship and to really understand what a priestess needs, we need to cultivate that. We need to, first of all, educate them about the three Ps, educate them about their own three Ps inside them, and then together when you can work with that, you know, he step into his king because, you know, the Ps oh. don't work well for the male version, but Right, if he tap into his king and his wizard, and then they dance with your princess and your priestess, oh my gosh, that's a very hot relationship. Oh, I, I, I know, and I'm always putting that hashtag a goddess and her warrior because that's what I want. I yeah. need a fucking warrior that's gonna step up to the plate, and I think I'm getting closer because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I, it the the guys that I was attracting 
were, um, I don't even know how to explain it, but they were, oh, yeah, baby, I'm open, I'm open. And then when I start to reveal what it is I do, who I am, because I'm very bold. Mm -hmm. I I put it out there because I'm all about um, what I want, what I don't want, because I don't want to get involved in a relationship where a guy, because a lot of women will do this, They'll get involved in a relationship. Guys do this too. And even though they think, well, maybe they'll love me enough and they'll accept me, that could be a very, that very well could happen. But sometimes, this is some really deep stuff that I talk to dead people and I see past, present, and future. And, you know, that, some guys can handle that part. They think it's fascinating and they can't handle the tantrika part. Some guys think that, oh, yes. You talk about sex. That's fucking hot, Monica. My dick is hard right now just talking about that. Right. And and then when they really and truly find out what a Tantra session entails or that I'm teaching the art of oral pleasure or that I'm, you know, teaching, you know, women how to have these amazing orgasms or lingam massages or where they're like, oh, no, that's too much for me. That's way too out of my comfort. You were touching other people. No, I can't do it. I don't want anything with it. And and then, but I'm starting to find these more evolved men who think it's beautiful and amazing, and they want to be part of it, and they want to learn about it. It's like they they're just tipping their toe in in the waters of Monica Lee, and and Aww. testing it out. <laughs> That's what I call it. They're just putting their little their, their big toe, the tip of their big toe in. And, 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 and testing that water out to see because it might be too much. And I completely understand. I don't hold it against anybody because this is a lot because I am on the go. I am on the air. And, and I, like I was telling you, I'm very yin and yang. I, I, I have this part of my life that's very structured, very 7 to 3.30, by the books, corporate, you know, no frills, no thrills. <laughs> You know, uh, that's me. But then after that, the goddess comes out. And I even take the goddess with me into the boardrooms because that's how she gets shit done. That's how come you got got promoted, baby. (laughs) So, you know, and again, I channel all that kundalini energy into all parts of my life. But, yeah, so I always say I need a fucking warrior that is going to stand with me, teach with me, embrace this way of life, because Tantra is a way of life. It's, it, it, it's how, I, how I sleep, how I eat, how I breathe, how I live. And it's, I'm, I live present and in the moment. And, yes, it would be nice if he looked like Keanu Reeves and filled a pair of you know, Wranglers, like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, but, you know, and like my baby daddy, Dave, gone from Depeche Mode, but, you know, I'm <laughs> just putting that out there, but, you know, it's not about the physical, physical attributes for me, I, I'm, I, a lot of people are like, so what's your type? I don't have a type, I just yeah. need him to be a strong man that is going to be open-minded, so, yeah, I, I like to encourage women to, and that's when, when I teach my classes, too. I tell women, I'm going to help you heal your goddess so you can help heal your wounded warrior and help him rise up to where you are now. And I teach men. I, I do a week, you know, we're going to do weekend retreats with them to, they'll have their healing. And we yeah. show them how to hold space, how to hold space for their goddess. And heal that yeah. wounded God and have her rise up to him. So can, that's, to me, that's the power couple right there, baby. That's the power couple right there. It totally is. Yeah. Like in, in my language, you know, it's like when a man moves from his peasant self into his king, you know, he's he's not just, but he's a king. He owns his kingdom. He owns his world. He's responsible for the higher good of what's happening right and he's a provider and he takes care of of you and 
it allowed the peasant to just soften, the peasant woman to soften into her princess self. And she's like, ah, there it is. I can breathe now and I can surrender. And when the peasants go into her princess, her beauty and softness comes out. And the king gets even bigger and becomes a bigger hero, right? And so then it just makes it really hard. And then, but the, the princess doesn't just stay as in like, oh, take care of me and kill me a great kind of thing. The princess then allow you to open up into your powerful priestess self that rise up into your work in the world that inspires the heck out of him. So he then serves his priestess so this king can go into this amazing mode and bring all of himself to the table to serve this priestess so that she can create things in the world. Oh, my God, it's super hot. You know, it's it like, is. Who, who wouldn't want that? And to me, it, it, it's because I know how to be the dominant in all aspects of my life. And I also know how to be the submissive. Yeah. And I know when, when to interchange them. And for me to, and it's quite, I mean, it's actually turn on. I'm feeling my cheeks and my body react at the moment. Just even thinking about that, to take care of a man. To take care of mm-hmm. my warrior the way a goddess really and truly should is fucking yeah. hot for me. You know, it there is. was one guy, that he's, and, and, and there's not too many guys who can understand that because I've, I've had conversations with guys and I'm like, you know, it's quite a turn on. Let me cook for you. Let me take care of you. Let me bathe you. Let me, gra- let me greet you at the door with, a, you know, a bottle of beer or a glass yeah. of wine and dinner's ready and all this. And they're like, Oh, she's your typical Latina that likes to be subservient and blah blah. Oh yeah, no, wrong. Don't get it twisted. I'm doing this because I'm a goddess and you're my warrior, but don't get it twisted because I will flip on a dime and I will, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I am not only the goddess, I'm the back, pa- pla- back black panther. I will swipe you with my paw, darling. Don't get it That's twisted. That's right. Yeah, there you go. It's it's the respect so. part, right? And this is yeah. Anyway, it's it's. Ah, it's not that hard to have the relationship that you want. But first we have to heal that poor peasant who works so hard and who feels so lonely and so hurt and so abandoned. And she has been abandoned. She's been abandoned by her parents. She's been abandoned by her the system that she grows, grew up in. And then by mm-hmm. her husband or boyfriend. It's terrible for her. It is. And it's, I was there. Because I had no one to yep. turn to. I didn't exactly, you know, as a Catholic, you just can't tell anybody. I couldn't even tell confession, you know, of, of the things that I knew and the visions that I saw. I couldn't even give proper confession. I'm like, I'm going to hell. One, because I'm in here trying to give confession. It ain't even the right confession. I'm going to hell because I can't, you know, I, I'm seeing, I'm just damned to hell. Yeah. So, oh, <laughs> baby. But I was like, you know, I didn't ask for any of this. I did not wake up one day and say, when I grow up, I'm going to do this. This mm-hmm. is how I came into this life. Yeah. Apparently, I signed this sacred contract over yeah. and over. I, 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 because I keep doing it lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. And apparently, I'm good mm-hmm. at it because I can get called back to do it again. So... um it's I've embraced it more in this life I feel what's crazy is I went to Italy a few years ago and I was in (laughs) the hotel I was staying at was across from one of the these um one of the oldest cathedrals in um Bologna Mm. we walked in and the minute I stepped foot in there (laughs) my ex-husband started laughing I turned beet red. I felt like I was choking. I felt like my body was on fire. I felt like somebody was throwing stones at me. I felt just the most, it, it was just crazy. And I was like, I told David, I got, to, I got to go. I got to get out of here. He goes, are you that much of a sinner? No, but I started having flashbacks of past life memories. Yeah. And so when I, when I got back to the States, I had a reading done and without me saying anything that came up, they saw me go yeah. to 
um, Italy. They saw me go through this, and I was actually, I wasn't just in Italy for the reason that I went. It was the universe calling me back to make amends and to show me where I've come from, where I'm at now, and to make sure and honor my goddess. Wow. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be, you know, um, the the prettiest because I do get judged a lot for what I am and what I do. And I've lost quite a few people in my life that have shunned me and shut the door because they automatically think, ugly and uh, you yeah. know I'm some kind of porn star or whatever and I'm not even close <laughs> so. yeah you know it's that that's part what you're speaking to is the pain of the priestess a, a lot of women and it sounds like you've had that experience too where where when you don't know how to integrate and and create that sense of safety for your peasant then your priestess is at work all you know she's leading the charge and and when when it's just all priestess it can get really lonely like that we lose people because we're too powerful and we don't know how to help to bridge other women or other men to come closer to us if we're only peasant it doesn't work either because we're we all kind of know that one right it's like oh hard work and then you end up being sick and cancer or autoimmune disease and all this stuff or worse, or, or another way that's happened to a lot of women is then their husband cheat on them and dump them. <laughs> it's just like it's so sad. Yeah. Just one of these things. Or if you're only princess, then you're so beautiful and soft, and men may gravitate to you. But once they take you home, they trap you like a, a kept bird. You know, there's a lot of um, uh, women that that <clears throat> live in luxury but are not happy inside because. Over time, she doesn't have the freedom, she feels trapped, and, and she doesn't have her power. So that's why when you know these three parts consciously and you know how to work with them and integrate them, then you don't have to sacrifice. You don't have to lose community. You don't have to, to be a lone priestess out there doing her work by herself. You get to be supported and cherished and protected by by the rest of us, the community, because your princess is there creating magic and bringing people in, you know, and then the peasant's like, oh, I feel safe. I don't have to, I don't have to wreck relationship because I don't feel safe. Exactly. Oh, it makes so much sense. And, you know, we complicate things. If we can just step back for a moment and, 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 and as women look at this, and look at our pictures, but we get so wrapped up in everything, in the mom, in the in the worker bee, in what in everything that's going on, we don't even give ourselves permission to stop for a minute and truly embrace any of this. So tonight yeah. I really want yeah. people to embrace that. Stop for a minute, take a deep breath. And women, girlfriends, <laughs> guys, sisters, embrace you know, what we've said tonight and take it to heart because it makes so much sense. I you think so. the, the, the first step to embracing this is to start wondering, you know, like, have you ever wondered what it'd be like to have that relationship, to have that man, to have that king or that wizard or, or that or that warrior, the warrior king, you know, to be there with you. Like, I think a lot of times we even stop dreaming we stop imagining because we've been hurt for so long you know yeah and and I I I can sit here and think a lot of the stuff that has happened in the past three years I don't even know where it's come from I don't and and I was about five seconds away from putting myself back in the goddess closet back in the psychic Mm. closet because yeah felt like I was not good enough for a certain man and he was another one of my warriors my my uh, I give him all the credit because after crying and bawling and boohooing that it didn't work out it was because of him that I had the courage to really stand firm on who I am and what I am and from poor sex talk has been you know in in the makes Mm. for the past five six years 
And yeah, I remember. Last year, after last year, after talking to him, you know, after going through that, yes, the relationship did not, you know, become. But front porch sex talk was born, and I give him so much credit for that, you know, because he was part of the divine plan of the sacred contract for me to move forth. And, um, yeah, he he it, he really is one of my my healing warriors that has come into my life and I will cherish him for the rest of my life. We are still amazing friends and I will always have him, you know, in, in the very forefront of my, you know, when I talk about my healings, because I've had, we have different healers for different aspects. And so I, I always give him, I'll always give him credit. So Michael, darling, if you're listening, that's you. So, um, uh, it, it, it he's to, to, every time he's on the show with me because he's been on the show a few times. Women go crazy because he's got that very Texas accent. And oh my gosh! No women will, will message me and they're like, "Damn!" I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "I am sitting right next to him, and he's he's just as gorgeous as he sounds." <laughs> is he single? <laughs> yes, ma'am, he is too. We yes, can pass him around, but first, first we have to pass him around and enjoy him ourselves, and then we may hook him <laughs> up with somebody permanent. <laughs> he is an amazing soul. So we're down to the last nine minutes, and I know I, I titled this "What's Love Got to Do with It?" for the foundations of sex, and we've kind of been all over the place. So I, I just want to put this out there real quick before we start closing up. So, foundations of sex. Do you think you need love to have sex? I actually don't think so. I think sex belongs to us. And if you love yourself, you can have amazing sex with anybody. But most of the time we get this so collapsed and so confused that we think we have to be in love with someone to have amazing sex. I agree. I have seen so many – it breaks my heart. I've seen so many women that are so bitter – and and men who are just floundering around trying to um, get their game on and really talk. Yeah, you have some yeah. jerks up there sending the dick pics and asking, right, you know, right. asking, asking the fool and just not even on their game. And you have some guys who are truly um, like fish out of water, trying to trying to breathe on land, trying to ask you out and trying to be cute about it because they don't know how to do it because they don't have any real relationship skills or whatnot. And these women just eat them up, chew them up, and spit them out. And I'm like, wow, wow, wow. Um, calm down a little bit, because they're so hard from being so hurt, and all of this. And I and, and I I spoke to one girl today, and she's like, if he's not gonna love me, why do I even need to bother? And I'm like, people just expect to fall in love at first sight. I don't doubt that, that that can happen. There's nothing impossible. I I believe in love at first sight. Um, and, and women think that in order to have, you know, they're like, I'm not having sex on a first date, period. No matter what, why can't you get to know me better before I have sex? I get all of that. But a <laughs> lot of times, uh, uh, and I understand that because you don't want the relationship to just be based on something phys- purely physical. However... See, what happened was, (laughs) I mean, you have to, sometimes I I think you just need to surrender to the moment and not complicate it. jump in here because it's like, I think because we are so trained to use sex to manipulate for a relationship. If we can pull it apart and say, dude, if you meet someone, who cares when you have sex? If the moment comes and it feels good, my God, enjoy each other. Don't even care if you don't know his name, really, if we truly own our sexuality, if it belongs to us. But it doesn't belong to us. It belongs in some some bucket out there that's like, oh, if I do that, then I would be a, a slut or a whore. I can't do that. He won't respect me in the morning and, and blah, blah, blah. So it's no longer the sex. Your sexuality no longer belongs to you. It belongs to some ideal, some old training, some judgment that 
that doesn't even exist in front of you, but you make it real. So get rid of that and then get to know your own body and your own sexuality and what you like and don't like and own it and have the power over it. This is like total priestess and this is why it's so important to have your priestess own your sexuality instead of your peasant. Your peasant is like working with sexuality going, oh, is he going to marry me? Is he going to call me? Is this going to, you know, work out well? And should I meet my children? The priest is like, fuck all that shit. Who cares? You know, it's like what is real right here and what is needed right here and what will satisfy you and make you feel luscious and beautiful and powerful. Exactly. And that's what I try to tell that's what I like to, to, to think about it as well. Sometimes we just need that at that moment because may, it, it's like there are times when I'm like, eh, my hair my hair doesn't look sparkly and full and it just looks <laughs> like this. And my skin doesn't look as glowing and, and whatever. And I don't have that glow about me. It's because I need some sex, you know? <laughs> just, yeah, I need exactly. some chocolate cake. I need... I need a man to go in there and shake things up and to awaken that, that Kundalini energy that's probably, you know, that I'm fighting to, to keep open, you know? And yeah, sometimes the universe is going to throw you that bone, literally no pun intended, but yes, it was. <laughs> it's going to throw you that boner. And yeah, we get out of your head because sometimes it's like you can go to the, the to, to go get your hair did, you're gonna go get your hair did at the salon, and you feel like you come out feeling powerful. Or when you go buy those panties that are crotchless or or whatever, <laughs> and um, you know, and it makes you feel sexy. Well, sometimes having sex that you don't have to be so connected to a, a ring in the morning, an engagement yeah. ring, a ring, right. Um, relationship sometimes you just need that night of you know literally having the most amazing sex you can without any shame without any judgment without any guilt without anything but just letting your body feel what it wants to feel at that moment and there are so many women that will come to me in private and tell me I had sex last night. Good, baby. I'm so I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad you did. <laughs> but I felt bad. Why? Because yeah. it was just a one night stand. You're putting that guilt That's on. Good. You are putting that guilt on yourself. Don't. Because that's how we're raised. That's how we're trained. That's how we that's right. were taught was to you you only have sex with the man you're in a relationship with. Now I'm not telling you go out and hump everything that's got a pole. No, I'm, not- I'm going to tell you that. You go out and hump everything <laughs> so that you know and understand who in the heck you are, first of all. You know, take your sex back. This belongs to you. If you want to hump every pole out there, do it. It's yours. Don't let your stinking mother or your church or your whatever cousin, you know, frown on you. They're all uptight and lost their sex anyway. So why would you want to listen to them? Exactly. You know, I, I, it's there, when I was laying in that hospital bed and we're down to the last couple of minutes, when I was laying in that hospital bed, I just kept thinking if I just had someone to lay next to me and spoon with me in this hospital bed, I could get up right now. I wouldn't die. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I yep. need someone to just hold me. I felt like I was withering away. And that's how I feel sometimes. And just when I get to that, I'm bitchy, I need a Snickers, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha point in my life because I have thrown myself into work. I've thrown myself into writing. I've thrown myself into everything and I'm empty. Oh, look, the universe says, here's your Snickers bar. <laughs> I'm like, Aww. thank you. <laughs> And I am fully satisfied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I don't, I, I have gotten past the shame and the guilt and all that. Because again, that's, you only have sex when you're trying to procreate and to please your husband. Well, yeah. I'm not trying to procreate and I don't have a husband. So where does that leave? Yeah. Where does that leave all the rest of us? Just lots of freedom to enjoy. 
Yes, and I embrace my sexuality. I love who I am. I am that goddess on the mountaintop that wears the crotchless panties. And I, and I actually, I actually went to the mountaintop and took a pic and, and did my boudoir photo shoot in uh, White Sands in the mountains. And I bared wow. my, my ass and my nipples off up there because it was cold. But I chased <laughs> the moon and I embraced the full moon and I was wearing black, a black lace with a thong. That was actually my crotchless panties that I had on. And <laughs> and I was up there in all my goddess juiciness. So, And I'm going to tell you this, because I, I hadn't told you this. When I was up there, I thought about you and your picture. Aww. So I Thank had you. you up on that mountaintop with me. So we Yay. are down to the last few seconds. Thank you so much. I can't wait. I will be with you next week on your show. And I can't wait. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being thank with you me. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. From my front porch to y'all, I wish you so much love. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.